The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, or gender. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. I am enormous, get used to it Everyone tells me I'm too much Maybe it's just you're not enough for me Can't you see, I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from acrobat and sexual yoga coach Nicolette Ruthier. How's your week going? <laughs> Last week I talked about what's been going on. I haven't been sharing what's going on in my life for quite a while, but I told you that I'm going through a breakup. I've worried about my income. I'm ramping up on antidepressants. I've been in a really bad place. And it was hard to admit that. It's hard to tell somebody what's going on because it makes it real. It means somebody's going to go, hey, how's that going? And you're like, shit. I was trying to pretend that none of that was happening, but now I have to talk about it. And I wasn't sure if I was going to do a Dixie Ramble this week because I already felt really vulnerable, pretty exposed. But within hours of the podcast going out last week, I got an email from someone named Christian. And he said he always listens to the podcast the minute it comes out. And he'd heard what was going on. He had been wondering what was happening with my life. And he wrote the minute that the person had gotten out of his car, he was an Uber and Lyft driver. He had immediately written me and said, I'm so sorry to hear what's going on. I want to do something nice for you. Is there any way that I could bring you ramen? I don't know if you like ramen, but it always makes me feel better when I'm having a hard time. And I had some on Monday and it felt so good and it warmed me up. And the weather here in the Bay Area is so weird and cold right now anyway. And he lived in the Bay Area. Can I bring you ramen? And I haven't had the ramen yet, y'all. But it made me feel so much better. Because when you're depressed, you feel invisible and you feel really alone. And I felt less alone because he didn't want to talk about all the horrible things. He just wanted to do a small thing to make it better. So I was thinking about things that make me feel better. I read an Upworthy article the other day about a woman in Florida who had seen a homeless man who was out in 100 degree heat. It seemed like he had mental issues and he wasn't taking care of himself and she was concerned. So she ran into a convenience store that she knew where he was outside and she said, I'm going to grab two bottles of water and take one to this guy outside. I'll be right back to pay for it. And there were people in line in the store and one woman shamed her for helping that homeless man, for enabling him, for allowing him not to work and how she was wasting her money. And Barbara Mack, the woman who had gotten the bottle of water, just lost her temper and said, 
How am I enabling someone by making sure they're hydrated when it's so hot outside? How, how is that possible? And she yelled back. And every other person in that line got something extra when they went through line. One person got the homeless man a sandwich. One got him an ice cream. One asked for change so that she could give him some cash. And the woman who had tried to shame her for the bottle of water stomped off angry. It hadn't gone the way she thought. And that story has been viral and it's made me feel better. So I sent Barbara Mack a friend request and we've swapped a few messages this week. Someone else who was very moved by that story started a GoFundMe for Barbara because Barbara lives in a van and Right now, it's raining really bad. It's a very old van. It needs a lot of repairs. The roof is leaking. And they wanted to help her too. And I'm going to share that GoFundMe in the show notes. I'm going to share the Upworthy article in the show notes. I hope it's something that makes you feel a little bit better too. We're all feeling really alone right now. We're all kind of scared for the world and what's going on with COVID and everything else. We've been separated for so long. And just as we're starting to come together, it's getting scary again. I feel better when I help somebody else. So I'm going to donate to Barbara Max GoFundMe. And I hope you do the same thing too. Thanks for listening. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether alone or with a partner. And if you're going to lubricate, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality, most body safe ingredients. And for that, nothing beats Uber Lube. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body friendly ingredients. It's just silicone with a little vitamin E. The vitamin E leaves a velvety finish that actually moisturizes your skin. Many people say, I never knew lube could be this good, and users report loving it on their body and not feeling like they need to wash it off afterwards. You can use it all over your body. You can use it for your hair, for hair frizzies, for chafing, for chub rub under your breasts or between your thighs, for massage, and much more. And Uber Lube is for everyone. Thousands of doctors recommend Uber Lube as their go-to solution for patients experiencing dryness. Uberlube's simple ingredient list make it widely used by people with sensitivities to other lubricants. And Uberlube lets skin feel skin. Uberlube adds a thin layer that adds just the right amount of slip while still allowing for skin-on-skin sensation. It's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms. And it works underwater, making it great for fun in pools, lakes, and tubs. It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, or anal. And Uberlube's measured pump allows you to dispense the perfect amount of product every time, even in the dark. And right now they're offering body storytelling listeners a special offer. 10% off and free shipping when you use my code D-I-X-I-E at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. Uberlube. It lets you feel what you want to feel. This week's storyteller is a teacher of embodiment and sexual yoga, a relationship coach, a professional dancer, and an acrobat currently living in Salt Lake City, Utah. This storyteller is Nicolette Ruthier.
I've got a beautiful man's cock all the way down the back of my throat. (laughs) While at the same time, my fingers are deep inside a gorgeous woman's pussy. My mouth is watering, she's so wet, I want it, she wants it, but I can't quite reach it. I pull the dick out of my mouth and I scream in frustration, how can I get what I want? (laughs) I've been having threesomes for as long as I've been having sex. They just make sense to me on a practical level. Like when it's just you and me, that's a lot of responsibility. But when there's three of us, we get to take breaks. And we can get creative. Like, I can do a sexy dance over here while she's, like, fucking you with a dildo. You know, there's, there's, the possibilities are endless. I love threesomes. There's always, like, something missing. Until I had this one that rocked my world. It all started at Pride a couple years ago. I'm dancing in a sea of topless lesbians in the Dyke March, shouting, shine my love light! And suddenly I look at my phone and I realize, oh, I have to be on stage in less than an hour for an acrobatic performance in a theater show. So (laughs) I'm running down the streets of the mission and I'm in the glory of my queerness. I get to 17th in Florida, I'm still all lit up, and I go backstage, I throw down my backpack, turn around, and there standing in front of me is my acrobatic crush. Well, one of them. (laughs) I've had a crush on Jack and Maria for as long as I'd known them, about, about a year, and oh my God, they're amazing. Whew. They've been together for about six years at this point. They're both acrobats like me. They are world-class performers. They're fit, they're sexy, and they're just weird enough to be super cool. <laughs> and, uh, and Jack looks like Tom Cruise, um, but a little bit taller with a spiky mohawk. And Maria is like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill, except she's got a side shave and long brown hair with purple streaks in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, every time I'd see them, like, my insides would do a happy dance. <laughs> they once invited me to their house for a party, and I, like, got so excited and sleep the night before. <laughs> So it had to have been the magic of pride that gave me the courage to do what I did next. I turned to Jack and I blurt out, do you and Maria ever invite third parties into your relationship for sexual and or non-sexual intimacy? words I used because I was so shocked that they came out of my mouth. (laughs) You have to understand that I had no reason to believe up until this point that they were the least bit non-monogamous, that he'd be into me, that she'd be into me. And so I'm sitting there mortified. (laughs) And and Jack just kind of like turns his head and sort of squints his eyes. And then finally I close my eyes and I'm like, ah, disappear, disappear. (laughs) It didn't happen. It didn't happen, right? (laughs) And I'm holding my breath. And then he says to me, yes. Why, are you interested? (laughs) Yes! Oh my God! 
the outside, it's something like, yeah, you know, that'd be really cool. <laughs> so we start going on these dates. And they're, they're kind of like high school dates. They're really innocent and like, a little bit awkward. <laughs> we go to Great America. <laughs> and uh, we're just like kids, like giddy, skipping through the park together. <laughs> we're giving each other piggyback rides in line and playing games. They're both like playfully fighting over who's going to sit next to the, me on the ride. And, uh, and then we get to that ride that has the signs that says, you will get wet. And we're like, oh, we won't get that wet. Yeah, we get soaked. <laughs> And so Maria and I are in the bathroom, like, snuggling together, trying to dry our socks under the hand dryer. And my jeans, we're jeans, are, like, sopping wet. And so I spend the whole rest of the time at the park with, like, sopping wet, cold jeans. My first kiss is wearing sopping wet, cold jeans. <laughs> but, but that's part of what made this relationship so special. It was maybe like four months before the first time we had sex. We really got to know each other, and I really liked them. And they got to know me. They really wanted to know me. Like, um, Maria had this list, the love list. It's like a list of all like random things that I love, like uh, ice cream and four-way stops and intense emotional experiences. <laughs> And so, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so it made having sex with them so much more comfortable. And so the first time I had an orgasm with them, I'm like rolling in the full expression of my pleasure. <sighs> so this one time, <laughs> we, we're, we all took uh, Jack's parkour and acrobatics class and um, we're all loose and feeling sweaty and good and we go back to their place and take our clothes off and Jack and I are wrestling on the bed and then uh, I get him pinned down with my shins on his arms. He's kind of fighting against me and I, I'm teasing him with my pussy because he loves oral. And, uh, yeah. and, then I, and then I start licking his cock. And then meanwhile, at this point, Maria's like gotten herself oriented, so her head's just kind of slightly off the bed. Her legs are up towards us, and I can reach her pussy with my hands. I'm massaging her clit. I can feel how wet she is. And then I start deep-throating Jack's cock. And, but I also want her pussy in my mouth at the same time. But I also want the cock in my mouth. And so I'm like, how can I get what I want? And then instantly, Maria like shoves her her, her whole pelvis right up against Jack's and spreads her legs into a full straddle position. And then I just start going to town on them. I'm going back and forth, back and forth, deep throating and doing that magic thing with my tongue. And then I got my fingers going. I am like a, a master chef in the kitchen. <laughs> At one point, I have both of them in my mouth at the same time. I don't know. And, and then they like, they're moaning. They're really getting into it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, could I get them to come at the same time? <laughs> I'm going to try, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm getting them going. I am like working it on all sides. And then Maria reaches that point. When all gets still, her breath 
It's kind of shallow. She's really quiet. It's like standing on the edge of a cliff right before you take a dive. And so I start working her G-spot and doing that thing with my tongue that drives her wild, moaning into her pussy. Meanwhile, I'm grinding my pussy on Jack's mouth and he's moaning and I'm giving him these slow strokes. His cock is hard and pulsing. And then she just starts rolling in pleasure. The juices are flooding my fingers. <laughs> and I press my palm against her pussy as I give Jack two deep strokes with my mouth. And then he starts coming all over my face. And so they're both orgasming in stereo on my face. <laughs> yes. my body and then I roll over and I'm licking my fingers and I'm like oh thank you thank you and then they kind of crawl up on either side of me and squeeze me between them and Maria's like cooing in my ear and then Jack says Maria my relationship is stronger with you in it yeah we want you to know how important you are to us. I love being a unicorn. Like all this hype about us being these rare mythical creatures makes it sound like the couple is getting the sweet end of the deal, but I mean, <laughs> and it's not just the set hot sexy threesomes, though they're fucking awesome. It's the little things like, like saying party of three when we go to the restaurant. And, and the way that they'll orient themselves at the table just the way they know I like it. Or walking hand in hand in hand down the street together, me in the center of two people who truly see me. I get the kind of attention that I have craved in all of my past relationships. Everybody deserves that. I want that for you. Thank you.
That song was Stroker Ace by Lovage. A story can change your life. And there is nothing like the stories that you hear here on the Body Storytelling Podcast. But I'm worried. I don't know if we can continue with things started to head back toward lockdown. Things in California feel different right now. And I'm nervous. And I'd be a lot less nervous if you'd become a member of our Patreon. You know you love the content. You know you love these stories. So make sure that Body can continue sending these stories to you wherever in the world that you are. Go to patreon.com slash body. Anything you can do is going to help. And thanks in advance for your support on Patreon. That's the end of our time for this week. But before I go, I want to say thank you to the team who've made this podcast possible. Thank you to Mosa Maxwell-Smith, to Joe Moore, to Donald Mooney, to David Grossoff, and especially to podcast producer Marty Garcia. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour. This has been episode 187 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening.